The following is a member of the Burke Reviews podcast family. BurkeReviews.com Top five movies! Movies! Top five. Top five movies. Top five. Top five movies. Top five. Top five. Top five movies. Top five movies. Hey everybody, welcome to Burke Reviews Top Five Movies. I'm Jonathan Burke, and with me this week are Corey Starr. Hello, hello. And Michael Sanchez. Hey, it's um, it's like two minutes after the time we start, so if you're walking in, go out and tell the manager. Oh, Jesus. Oh so, my God. So, Corey, <laughs> we had like the worst experience with a person at a movie today. Um, Mike and I went to see uh, Big Trouble in Little China at our epic theater that does the... Uh, keep forgetting what they call it um flashback cinema flashbacks man mike's been once and he remembers i've been like six times um every sunday and wednesday at certain theaters they do this flashback cinema and we uh mike's a huge fan of big trouble little china i am a big fan i think a little bigger fan after seeing it on the big screen and yet we had like the worst possible <laughs> guest with us wayne wayne gretzky number 99 super fan he and who did he imprint on um, he was I, the Jacob to the the, the Cullen baby I, child. I feel like me. I feel like I, I he was addressed me directly okay. when he walked in. Pro, pro tip: don't acknowledge him in the future because you, you were being nice. You're like mm-hmm. yeah, so you can't make eye contact. Well, he wasn't at, at, at a certain point, but he did he sit was, directly he was behind us, affirming affirming <sighs> his. his additional commentary you're you're wrong but i was doing it before the movie just thinking Mm, it was a mm -hmm. polite conversation that a person was having (laughs) and i'm just trying not to be rude that was my intention like someone's talking i don't want to be rude and not respond so i responded but this is literally before the movie like there's nothing on the screen yet even they didn't even do like the usually they have advertisements running and stuff they didn't even have that at the theater today um they had big gator yeah, he he was the pre-show entertainment apparently. Um, and then during the show, we got to hear his commentary frequently. Um, I big, am so glad I was out of earshot. Big Tuna, who is a, a regular writer at BurkeReviews.com, and he has been on uh, episode of um, Top Five Movies, I think, and uh, um, he did the the Oscar draft with us, and uh, he went to see Big Trouble in China for the first time today. And this guy kind of wrecked parts of the movie because he was saying the punchline to the movie before the punchline was said. So, like, he would say a line and then the character would say the line. And Sean was just like, oh, my God. Like, will you please? Uh, it was it was a trying experience. I mean, it definitely could have been worse. Um, at one point, though, before the movie's over, he goes, perfect ending. And just, Ugh, I heard that part. I'm like, oh God. Nobody and, need, and he I, wasn't just talking to us though. He was talking to the theater, like so anybody could hear. But he definitely imprinted upon me. I think, as Mike put it, um, he sat behind me, and uh, well, he sat technically behind Sean, but he he walked in and immediately locked eye contact with me, and said uh, something about Jack Burton, which I get a lot of times. Um, I wear funny T-shirts, so people often will say "nice shirt" or they'll make a comment about my shirt. But today I wore just a plain T-shirt, so there was no nothing to start a conversation. So I was really thrown off when he started talking to me, um, and then I realized he was saying something about the movie, but I, I don't remember what. Do, do you? He he mumbled it, and he says, 
I think it was a line between one of the storms where he goes, who? And yeah. Jack Burton responds, Jack Burton. And he goes, who? That's me, Jack Burton. You know. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I, I think. I, I, I was so I, thrown. I, honestly, I was so thrown off, dude, because I don't. I don't. I'm. I'm an introvert. Listeners, if you don't know that about me, I think. Say, I so I don't. don't I don't actively seek out conversation with strangers. But if they, I also have this uh, sense of, um, you know, I like to be courteous. So I don't want to be rude. And, and I get that. I, I get. I understand that. But at some point, you're right. He was, and like you guys said, I think he really wants a friend. Which, to my response, is we all do, just in a different way. That's just. <laughs> For sure, uh, I, uh, yeah. and I—I I, I don't know. I am that con- conflicted introvert. Yet my wife says I'm the politician going around shaking babies and kissing hands. <laughs> oh, no. um, <laughs> I don't know. Don't, I don't let them near your kids, folks. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be huge uh, on my um. platform of shaking babies and kissing hands. But yeah, you know, uh, it was a still. I still enjoyed the movie despite the uh, the rude company and the. I, again, I feel slightly bad because I I do think that he he's just trying to reach out to people who maybe have a, a common interest, and I am all for that. There's just an appropriate time and place to do it, and it's not during the screening of the movie, and nor is it in between trailers. Like every trailer, he had to give his two cents. Again, not to us specifically, just to anyone who could hear him. Um, and he did Mike's uh, opening segment about going to get the manager. They started the movie late, which this theater has not done in the past. And two people walked into the theater, and this guy... Who I thought, who I thought they were his friends of some sort. Yes. But they were not. But as they walk in, this guy shouts at them, Hey, go tell a manager or something that they have, they need to start the movie. It's after 2 o'clock. Um, to which the, the people just kind of gave him a blank look, like, Are you really telling us what to do right now? Um, they did go and tell the manager but then uh, the guy um, the lights didn't go off once they started the trailers it took like someone else walked out to go tell them to turn the lights off so apparently they just did not care about our screening today um, as it started late and the lights didn't go out on time but you know uh, luckily this well, guy was there thank here. gosh yeah he was there to keep it in line <laughs> I guess, I, guess. I, re- I really want to go see the Karate Kid on the big screen. Yeah, oh, ne- I, I got a feeling that one's going to be packed. Next week's Karate Kid, I, I imagine it'll be very packed. And then the following week is um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Mm-hmm. And then the week after American... that is um, uh, The Sandlot and then American Graffiti. So like, there's every week is a movie that I'd <sighs> like to see. Good, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Amer- American Graffiti is coming like two weeks after we were going to do our movie club episode on it. So that kind of stinks timing-wise. Uh. but. Maybe we should switch weeks. Oh, but then we'll be in September. That's the thing. But that's fine. It'll just be awkwardly displaced. Oh, that's... I don't like that at all. But... um, (laughs) All right, folks. If it's two weeks behind schedule, I'm going to have to go out and talk to the manager. Yes, that guy's going to show up and talk on the podcast. Maybe he should start a podcast. Listen, folks. um, (laughs) (laughs) That's a great title. We are doing... (laughs) (laughs) I'm done here. Bye. We're doing, um, this week on Top 5 Movies, we're going to be talking about uh, the top five funny females inspired by the release of a movie that I didn't think was that funny, The Spy Who Dumped Me. Oh, um, no. Uh, you know, uh, some people seem to really like it. To be fair, and I do blame the marketing for this movie, I have seen that trailer in front of literally, I think, every movie I've seen over the last three months. So I have seen 
some of the funniest scenes in that movie over and over and over and over again. So by the time I see them in the real movie, they are dead to me. And maybe that's why I didn't find the movie that funny. Maybe someone who hadn't seen the trailer as many times as I had enjoyed it. Um, but I think some movies get over-marketed, and this was definitely one. But nonetheless, I still find my, uh, Mila Kunis to often be funny. And Kate McKinnon, I'm still on the fence about. Um, I think she has the ability to be funny, but I also think it, it relies heavily on her director to uh, not just allow her to run wild on a bit. Um, there are like three scenes in this movie that go far too long with her just clearly riffing, and I don't particularly think they're that funny. Um, that's taste, and I'm aware of that. But nonetheless, we decided to look back through history and pick our top five funny females. Um, and yeah, so that's, uh, I'm using females just because of alliteration, folks. Don't take offense. Funny actresses, however you want to say it. Um, but I like the alliteration of funny females and more so top five funny females. Cause we got triple F going on there. I like it. Let's get into this. Um, if you've never listened to our show before, uh, what we do is we make our lists in secret. That's an interesting sound. Um, and then we reveal them to each other on the show. We will say, Oh, good job. Or we'll make fun of them or whatnot. Um, this week, Mike is going to go first, followed by me and then Corey. Um, and before we get into our list, Corey. Guys, spoiler warning starting here. Forward, go to burkertviews.com and check out our top five list. Otherwise, full steam ahead. You've been warned. And the next thing we like to do on this show, um, <laughs> we, we like to wager how many of Mike's picks uh, we have seen. So we're going to be picking our favorite funny females, but I believe we all picked them from specific movies. So like this performance in this film. Um, although I have to, I will say some of mine have multiple films that I find them funny and I will touch on those other ones, but I did pick a specific film. I don't know if everyone did that. Is that what you guys did? Yeah. But, yeah, no, I picked, I thought we were limiting to that specific performance. In a Perfect. Specific film. That, I did, I did say that, but you know, sometimes we, we go rogue or we do, we do what we want all together. Um, so in other words, we like to pick uh, how many of Mike's picks Corey and I have seen because Mike tends oh, to no. be a little more obscure with his picks than uh, than Corey and I have have dabbled. So um, I went first last time. So Corey, how many of Mike's movies do you think you've seen on this week's top five? Uh, I'll go to. You'll go to. I was so I was expecting you to say I'll go to somewhere. I don't know why my brain is Oof. not. Functioning I, I was like one or two. <laughs> yes. Oops. You know, um, you went two. What should I do here? I, I'm gonna go three. I'm gonna be be bold hmm. and go three. Um, and Mike has to go first. So we'll see right away. Did either of us see his number five? Mike, who is your number five funny female, and what movie is she performing in? All right, I am going with the updated version of Emma, but not the Gwyneth Paltrow one. Oh, the modernized 1995 version with Alicia Silverstone. Oh, very in, nice. As Cher in Clueless. And I didn't realize because I was going through the trivia that one scene. I, I'm figuring you both have seen Clueless. Oh yeah, and where she talks about the Haitians. That's literally how she thought it was pronounced. She had no idea. <laughs> but right. the director uh, was it a Amy Heckerling. Yes. It specifically directed the crew to not correct her because she just thought that was and, and it fit perfectly I, I figured that was scripted and that was I did too was, uh, <sighs> it's just I wow I, it blew my mind yeah I'm just scrolling through just and it's got your boy uh, Paul Rudd I know yes, we're focusing on the females 
but he, you know, hasn't. Well, he has aged, but but hardly. You can't tell unless you look at pictures from him from like a million years ago, and you're like, okay, I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, I wish I had whatever he's got a genetic predisposition to, but I, I seriously debated her performance in Batman and Robin because of the one part, but that's not intended as a comedic performance where they're having the conversation. <laughs> you know where I'm getting to. You remember yeah. I posted this online because uh, someone else had done it. No, actually, I, I reposted someone's that whole scene between Barbara, Bruce, and, and Dick Grayson, right? Yeah. And, yeah. Chris, and she's Chris like, it's me. It's me, Bruce. It's Barbara. And it's just, no, that wasn't uh, enough to warrant. I felt everybody involved, the, the budget on mood-altering substances on that film must have been something. Yeah. But back to Clueless. It's just, that was like a lightning in a bottle moment, that whole film. I don't know that, not, hopefully they'll not touch it. I'm sure they will readapt Emma <sighs> at some point, but uh, I, I actually have not seen the Gwyneth Paltrow version. I, I did love her at one time, so I should, but just it just stuck with me, and it was a perfect she actually didn't have to audition. She just fit right into that role, and it was made, tailor-made for her, I believe. It seems that way. It's funny, because I was at Target last night, and oh, yeah. <laughs> I posted on my story on Instagram um, a picture of an outfit, because apparently the 90s outfits are coming back. And um, Oh, man. I mean, talk about Clueless, though. Like, I actually just showed this uh, to my yearbook class. Whenever we finish the yearbook, we take... We take two days to rest and celebrate that we completed the yearbook, and I always show a movie and order pizza. That's the the tradition that nice. I established. And so uh, th- this year we picked Clueless, and I was really kind of surprised. And I was watching, and I'm laughing, but I'm noticing kind of the room not laughing, uh, and partly because it's very '90s. You know, like if uh, we grew up then, and so it's very familiar stuff they're making fun of, um, and. I was kind of watching the room, and I, I don't know how well it hold, held up. And I, when it was over, I kind of thought they hated it, and they all actually said they really liked it. Um, so I was surprised because, again, I didn't see it in the room. It didn't feel like they were enjoying it, but it's maybe just one of those things. They just kind of took it in more so than they were like getting the humor. But um, I also maybe think, they didn't get it, and they just didn't want to disappoint you. I'm kidding. I, they picked it. I didn't pick it. This, usually, I do pick the movie, and I learned my lesson a couple years ago. Um, you know. Some, I showed Groundhog Day like four years ago, and that humor oh, yeah. did not click with them because it's so dry, you know, deadpan. But um, I, I also like, I love Brittany Murphy in this movie a whole lot. That's too. what I was going to, I was thinking about oh, this movie while I was making the list, and I, Cher is great, but I think that Ty is the unsung hero because she's just so funny. And when she, she starts hanging out with, uh, what's Brecken Meyer's character's name in this? Travis? Um, yeah, I think it's Travis. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mm-hmm. Marvin the Martian skateboard. <laughs> yes! And I just love his whole speech when he gets... Well, it's not an award, but, you know, um, you know, for being late every yeah. day, pretty much. And yeah. he has to thank the workers at McDonald's. Um, I just... I love this movie, and I'm glad that it came out when I was young enough to appreciate it. I just realized that that character is Spicoli in that movie. Both Heckerling films. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Um, and because the way even that guys yes. next year this movie didn't come in 94 95 i think I heard. 95 damn okay i was hoping darn wrong word yeah, it's okay. um 
I was I thought it Maybe. came out in ninety four and I was thinking that next year would be the twenty fifth anniversary. Maybe they'd rescreen it, but we'll have to wait a couple of years. And hopefully they do. So maybe Oh I'm sure they will. we can Especially, start working on that. It may not be like completely wide like um you know, re re screening. God dude, my brain is like fried. But um What was in your my ice curry, sir. Oh dude, it's more like the Wawa coffee did not do a job of making me feel like I had coffee. Like I feel like I've had no coffee today. Um, so I guess too much sugar, maybe like, cause I ate that cookie that might've been the, <laughs> but nonetheless, what? um, what I, cookie? I like, I, I still cookies? like, you didn't see me eat the cookie. It was a giant M&M cookie, man. Um, I didn't see a cookie at all. That's not a good there sign. I ate that cookie way too fast. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I really do like, uh, Clueless a whole lot. It was a movie that my cousins loved when I was younger and we used to end up watching it every time. Uh, they were over. It was that movie and Scream. Those were the two films that we like yes. cycled through a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, like my cousin Kimberly and I, we watched those together. I don't even know how many times. And at some point, she tried to do the same thing with The Craft. I I, I could only take uh, The Craft like twice. I was like, that's too much. I, I just, it's good, but you, I don't want to rewatch it. Did you look at her and say, "Stop trying to make The Craft a thing"? Yes, I did. No, uh, not quite. But all right, <laughs> I have a feeling. Well, yeah, oh, go ahead. It's- it was funny you mentioned you never can tell how the audience because you know once we go through testing and those days are horrendous i am not going to torment my kids you know with just their regular day i know I, you gauge your audience mm-hmm. sometimes they surprise me uh flipped did that with me which the reason not only did i love it i figured they would and i just dug up the uh, the novel because I, it was an ad- adapted one because I want to date. It's not a bad read. They loved it. That one, and then the one that became, ended up uh, making a Chris Evans fan out of me. Uh, mm. Gifted. Ah, uh, love that movie. Like pin that movie's drop so good. Quiet. Yeah, they, and I'm like, okay, and I just went with it. So well, you never can tell. Yeah. Well, let's get into my number five. Um, I ended up going with Anna Ferris from House Bunny from 2008. Yeah. Um, to be fair, though, I like her in a lot of stuff. Uh, I tend to find her just funny, but House Bunny to me is, like, the epitome of her performances. Um, like, she's great in Scary Movie. I actually really liked her in Overboard from this year, um, although she was not the comedic highlight of that film for me. But um, And then in uh, Ryan Reynolds, I was actually talking about this movie with Mike earlier, Just Friends. Um, I think she's mm-hmm. the standout comedic performance there. But House Bunny, there's so many, like, quotable moments from this movie um, I've seen it a few times, and uh, I just I love her character in this film. She's ditzy, which is a kind of a, a go-to performance for her. But there's also I don't know. There's just kind of the the way she presents herself in the film I find interesting because you know she's a playmate, but they 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 do it tastefully, and they kind of um, they hit a lot of the stereotypes that I think are put on on blondes and on stereotypes, and they on sorry man. Maybe I shouldn't speak at all today. You know, this is my character. Uh, oh my god, I just said character instead of actress. Look at what's happening, people. But Anna Faris uh, is my number five, and I, I thought maybe... I feel like, Corey, you were a fan of this film, so I'm not sure if it ends up on your list or not. Or am I wrong? Not a fan at all. I hate this movie with all my guts. Oh, wow. What? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was going to say, I thought there oh, was man. a whole diatribe on Okay, I'm going to just jump in because I can't. Um... I have this as my number two. Oh, okay. So I, it's really hard actually because there are so many performances in this movie that are so great. True. Um, 
I love her so much. I'm not a Catherine McPhee, like, music fan, but she is so funny in this movie. I love, um, uh, oh, no, Emma Stone. Just everybody in this movie. Uh, is it Rumor Willis? Rumor yes. Willis, yes, that's the one I was Everyone is about. just so funny, but I love her when she, you know, she's falling for Colin Hanks and he's uh-huh. like smart and she thinks he's not going to like her for who she is even though she's really nice um, and she like has the glasses she can't read at their dinner date and she only wants one mahi and she stands over like <laughs> the steam the vent? vent yeah to recreate the Marilyn Monroe scene <laughs> <laughs> I love oh god I just blanked out um, oh no ma'am this is this is not a brothel. Oh, I don't want to make soup. <laughs> like, she just, her her delivery in this movie is just so good. And I yeah. know I've talked about this so many times. Almost every movie on my list I've talked about many times. But this is one of those movies that when I'm having a really bad day, I, I go and watch this and they'll watch it with me too. And then it's just like instantly, all that weight is just lifted off my shoulders and I can't help but just die. And I am sorry, I stole your number two, but at the same time, I'm glad because I was like stuttering through this. I <laughs> second a lot of what you said. My my wife also really likes this movie, and once it's on, I end up uh, having to sit and, and watch it. Like if I catch a moment of it, I end up sitting and uh, yeah. watching through it because I, I just think it's so funny. And again, um, Emma Stone I think is underrated as a comedic actress. I think she's very very funny. I'm kind of thinking she could have been on my list too for not just this movie. She's in a few that I really love her performances. Um, I mean, I just thought of, like, four right now as I'm sitting here that I really love Emma Stone in, but she's great in this as well. Um, you, and I think you mentioned Kat Dennings, but if not, um, she's also really good in this. And she, I don't like the uh, sitcom that she was on, the Two Broke Girls. Like, Two I found girls. the delivery in that to be so just, oh, it's so bad. But here, I think uh, all the jokes, really, they're so fluid and it moves. It never, like, s- lingers on a punchline. It, like, happens and it goes to the next joke and it just... <laughs> forgetting the name of her character but she's the one right that's like well i'm glad that i w- got into this sorority when i did or otherwise i wouldn't get in now or something like that i mona isn't that yeah she's mona. kat denny's is the the lesbian one i believe i i don't remember for sure if she ends up being a lesbian but she's the one who is the most angstful in the beginning like she's got i think she has short hair um and she she doesn't dress like a girl she kind of dresses more like a guy which is why i feel like the character was supposed to be a lesbian but i definitely could be wrong and i apologize if i am um but yeah mona yeah. i like i just everybody in this movie is just so great and the girl i'm forgetting her name too that's from idaho <laughs> yes oh you need to be mysterious <laughs> no <laughs> and lily is great the british girl who doesn't talk for most of the movie and when she finally I gotta- does I've got to rewatch this because there are some bits that I do remember, but some I don't. Oh, and Emma Stone's whole bit about dressing up mice. Yes. Oh my God, that part's so good. Like, like it... little. And I don't know. I don't know how these people do their jobs because I would die laughing. And I'm. I bet that the blooper reels would be so great from this. But she's so serious. Well, um, <sighs> just we are talking about Anna Faris specifically, but. Uh, Colin Everyone's Hanks, great. I really like a lot in this movie, which um, it's not always the case with him. But also, uh, should be pointed out that Emma Stone's crush is the lead singer from All American Rejects, which have a few songs on the, in the soundtrack. But um, a weird, only, I think his only time acting, and yeah, it's he's kind of a 
he's kind of nice, but there is kind of like the jerkish quality about him. But I thought he did a pretty good job for not being a, a normal actor. So um, that should probably wrap up House Bunny. That is my number five, but Corey's number two. So when we get there later, Corey will just mention it again, but we'll move on to uh, whomever is next, which I guess would be Mike's number one once we get there. But for now, we're going to Corey's number five. Okay. I have talked about Mean Girls a lot, ah. and Karen is my personal favorite. <laughs> I'm sorry, I know you love Amanda Siegfried. <laughs> um, but I feel like Lacey Chabert, or however you say her name is, Gretchen mm-hmm. Wieners, mm-hmm. really deserves a spotlight here. Um, all of her delivery of trying to make fetch happen. Oh my um, God. I love that. <laughs> when you said that earlier, stop trying to make blah 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 happen. I'm like, oh God, they're going to get my pick. Um, and, you know, just, she loses it. She has a meltdown, and it's hilarious. Her father, the inventor of the toaster strudel. I mean, <laughs> it's just so funny. And I feel like, I mean, well, Regina George bullies everyone, but I guess that her best friends kind of don't realize that they're being bullied, too. No. Or they just accept it as part of the, uh, it's like the payment, The right? click. Yeah. yeah. This is, yeah, exactly. So when she loses it, it's kind of hilarious. Um, I I think it's cool that you went with Lacey Chabert here because she is currently uh, relegated to the Hallmark Christmas movies. <laughs> oh no, girl! It's because you did Party of Five so long. She she is like legit in like seven or eight of them that my wife watches uh, fairly frequently during both Christmas season and July because oh. you know Christmas in July they have to play all the Hallmark movies. And so I'm sorry. I, I always feel so bad for her, and every every time I I have to say, oh, she needs to stop trying to make fetch happen. And um, I I mean this movie is is so funny across the board, and we get performances from not just uh the two that you mentioned uh, that are funny, but also um I have Rachel McAdams as an honorable mention for this movie, but more mm-hmm. for Game Night um from this year because she is oh she was so, so good, good in Game Night, and um, but even um. I mean, Tina Fey, while she, her part in this movie is as Poehler. big, and Amy Poehler has some of the funniest moments, right? Like, what kind of mother do you think I am? Why do you want some? You know, like, she, no. she has so many I'm not a regular mom. Ooh, and the dog biting her boob. Oh, I just can't handle it. <laughs> it's so much. If, if She's just obviously not in it long enough. I mean, that's what I hate, because Amy Poehler is one of my favorite female, like, com- like, comedic actresses, but not from movies. It's mainly been Parks and Recreation for me. Um, where I find her really, really funny. Like, I like Baby's Mama, and I like Stepsisters, or Sisters, or whatever that movie was called, but not enough to, like, put it up on a top five list. Like, they're they're fine, but they're they're not outstanding. Like, I know she can be. I've seen her be one of my favorite comedic <laughs> characters, but um, I think there's so much in here. And Seafried, uh, her, you know, her character with the, like, the what is like she's a weather reporter, but it's a <laughs> 72% chance uh, it's already raining. And easily, probably the best Lindsay Lohan performance in her career, right? Like, right, right. Um, so uh, this movie definitely deserved to be on somebody's list. Um, and I like I like the pick, though, of making it specifically Chaubert because she is, I think, every scene that she's got a prominent role in, I find very, very funny. She, she plays that character so well. Um, even when they do, like, the three-way call and, Rach, and um, Regina George tricks Lindsay Lohan's character... Uh, into like saying something bad about um, Gretchen, like that whole like she plays it so perfectly. I, I I think that's a great pick, Corey, for sure. Thanks. 
Um, I, I really wanted to include Tina Fey in either of mine, and I just didn't. Not because she's not funny. It's just, like you said, it's not a bigger role. And I, and I feel like she's fallen in the same as Polar. Like, in their film like cycles, their movies aren't that great. Um, I really liked Whiskey Tango Foxtrot with, with I did. Tina Fey. But I don't feel like that's a super comedic performance. I think it's it has Mm-mm, comedy yeah. in it, but it's also much more dramatic. Um, and and I, that was Margot Robbie too, as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, Margot Robbie, and then Martin Freeman in that is so great. Um, yes, but uh, like I, I couldn't make it through Date Night with her and Steve Carell. Like I just I, I turned it off. I'm not a big Carell as a comedic performance, anyways. But. Um, and then again, she's in. Is it sisters? I feel like there's something else to that title. It's not just sisters, but and then baby mama isn't again great. It has moments that are funny, but um, but like on Thirty Rock and uh, when they were on SNL together, her and Polar, I thought they were hilarious, but just haven't found that movie for them yet. Again, I think her t- her role in Mean Girls is really strong, but it's such a small part. I mean, obviously she wrote the movie, but as as far as like in the movie, it's a small part, but. All right, um, so we've got our number fives out of the way. Let's move into Mike's number four. And Corey and I have both seen Mike's number five, so right now she just needs one more to hit her goal. I need two more. Mike, what is number four funny female for you? Okay, uh, it was tough to narrow it down for this particular actress, for this funny female, but I went with 1989's performance by Meg Ryan in When Harry Met Sally. Oh. Okay, no. I saw this when I was a kid. Same. Ooh. And so what? I I count it. Yeah, yeah. It was one of those movies that I got dragged to because my mom loved Meg Ryan. Um, Everybody who didn't. Yeah. So I'm going to count it. I definitely saw it, but I've not seen it as a functioning adult. So I very little memory of it. I obviously remember the diner sequence, um, which right. I've seen since then because it's been it's referenced all the time. It's been parodied. Um, but... Uh, yeah, go, go for it, man. And, well, Here. and I mean, I, I really include, uh, I really like You've Got Mail. I watched that many, many. And again, these are not my typical kind of films. That's, that's not really what I gravitate to, but I couldn't help but just love just the way Billy Crystal is, interacts with her. Well, they interact with each other. I can totally relate. He's just this slovenly, just, you know, he is what we would generalize as a normal dude and she's not going to have it. And just the way she at that diner scene, which you've already mentioned. Mm-hmm. And I know that's an actual landmark or pretty famous oh. diner in New York. I believe if I remember, I, I could have sworn it was covered. I'd have to dig it up. I didn't dig deep on the trivia on that, which makes me want to order what she got. But, um, no, that would be bad. But, uh, the other person too, but she wasn't as it wasn't the main character. Was Carrie Fisher's performance in it as well, as well oh. as, as her friend? Yeah, yeah. And See, that's one of the reasons I want to rewatch that movie is because I don't remember. Like I was a kid, I don't even think I would have realized it was Princess Leia. You know what I'm saying? Like I definitely didn't realize. <laughs> oh that yeah. Until uh, we were gonna watch it back in February. It was gonna be on our um, our rom com month, and then I think it got bumped for something. I knew I had not seen versus one I saw but didn't remember. Um, and so uh, I, I, I really need to rewatch Harry Met Sally um, to kind of, you know, see if it, one, I guess see if it holds up, you know, all these years later. And then two, just so I can 
see this Carrie Fisher performance that I've heard good things about. Mm-hmm. She and Bruno Kirby are the one couple. Um, Billy Crystal. What happened to Billy Crystal, speaking of? Oh, he, oh. you know, he's Wachowski. Mike Wachowski. Oh, okay. So that should be enough for him. Hmm. I mean, he's getting Disney but it's... Uh, royalties. Yeah. If he if his agent negotiated properly. Correct. But it's it's sad. It's, I know that she... Well, she's totally not quite recognizable anymore with the work she got done. And when she tried to do that kind of a dramatic turn, she was in a film with Adrian Bordy, I think, on The Jacket, I believe. Oh. Okay, yeah, I, I actually saw that. I don't know that that worked. Uh, I tried, and I don't know that I ever finished it. So, But still, I really liked how she... Just that character, I, I don't know, it's hard. She was America's sweetheart for a long time for a reason. Mm-hmm. And she sticks to my t- oh whoa whoa whoa! Remember I told you I have a type. Uh huh. Oh yeah. There That's... we go. <laughs> well, there it is. Uh, um, I always I always screw up. I always want to say Goldie Hawn instead of Meg Ryan. Um, <laughs> I, I know they're different, but in my like I just know they're both popular from that that era of time. Um, but yeah, Meg Ryan from Harry Met Sally. Um, I'm counting it, Corey. So if you want to count it too, that you've seen it, then you've met your quota. Cause... I'm not gonna, cause. Oh, I know I saw it. Like I went to the theater with my mom to see it, so like I definitely saw it. But you know, it's not fresh in the memory. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's move into um, my number four. And this one, I'm not sure if either of you have seen, or if either of you like it. But it's one that I love and. My wife and I uh, have rewatched this movie. I can't even say how many times, but uh, it's from 2012. It's Pitch Perfect, and I'm going with Anna Kendrick. Um, Anna Kendrick, who isn't the comedic lead, it's her style that I really like. I like her kind of mean, sarcastic humor in the movie. Um, it it really really works for me. I actually like. I think she's funnier in Pitch Perfect too, but Pitch Perfect One is such a superior movie that I'm going with that. It's uh, her specific performance. Although I do want to give an honorable mention to uh, Mr. Wright with her and Sam Rockwell. Um, it is I love Sam Rockwell, and I think they play off each other really, really well in that movie. So a really good comedic performance. But um, this is the movie that introduced me to her, kind of. Technically, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World is the first time I saw Anna Kendrick, but didn't know who Anna Kendrick was. And she's not a major character. She plays Scott's sister, um, Stacy. And... Yet, when Pitch Perfect came out, it didn't click right away that it was the same actress. It, later, it, it was very apparent. But um, I, I've seen this movie so many times. I saw the second one in the theater, um, and then I saw, unfortunately, the third one in the theater as well. Uh, third one goes way downhill. But this first film, um, I think, holds up still. I think it's super funny. Uh, I love the music and the performances in the film. And it did make me like Anna Kendrick a whole lot, so much so that even though I'm very skeptical... I'm looking forward to A Simple Favor coming out in September, the uh, new Paul Feig movie that has her in, um, oh man, Ryan Reynolds' wife, who's Blake Lively? Thank you, Blake Lively, Blake Lively. Blake was Lively. not coming to me, um, and it looks like this year's take on Gone Girl slash Girl on a Train, um, not sure hmm. if it's going to be good or bad, uh, they are saying it's the darker side of Paul Feig who you uh, hopefully you guys both know who that is. He is director very heavily associated with female comedies. 
Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll be talking about at least one of his before the end of the uh, the episode, so I won't say what his movies are just in case. But nonetheless, Anna Kendrick, Pitch Perfect, my number four. I don't know how you guys feel about the movie or if you've even bothered to watch it. I have tried. I caught a little bit of a network premiere of it because I think what, they ran that on one of the networks before mm-hmm. part three, and I just... I know I probably like it's one of those that I don't want to like because everybody likes it and about that. I've seen it. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah, see, I it worked really, really well for me. Um, My wife also. We uh, we it's actually a comfort movie for us. If we're in kind of a like a crappy mood, we'll throw Pitch Perfect on. It's your house bunny. It kind of is. Yeah, it it works really, really well for us and. Um, everybody likes it. My daughter likes it. My wife likes it. So we all kind of end up sitting and watching it. And we like the second one. We don't love the second one. And it stinks because Haley Steinfeld's in it. And I considered Haley for my list. Um, I will be talking about her later, but not for my top five, but for honorable mentions. But um, it's her character that kind of weakens the second one because of this this idea that she writes her own music. Where like the first movie is a lot of fun. Uh, in fact, in my opinion, some of the songs are better from Pitch Perfect than they are in the uh, like if you listen to the actual version of the song but um you know i don't know uh you know elizabeth banks also in the in pitch perfect with she's she's up, funny she's the announcer for the acapella things with the guy whose name i never remember but i always find him super funny in everything he's in and i cannot think of his name right now but their their duo is so funny and uh, they're in all three movies they, they're the only really funny part of the third movie, even though it's absolutely ridiculous that they're in it. Um, they are probably the best part of it. And Elizabeth Banks ends up directing the second film. Um, but she did not direct this one, though. But uh, I, I don't know. It just always worked for me and my wife. Um, and Anna Kendrick is a big part of it. Although, again, I think it's, it's very much an ensemble. All the girls have very funny moments. Um, but Kendrick is the lead, so I'm giving her the spot. I feel like she's never i've seen her in a two or three movies i can't even like even outside of i've seen pitch perfect one and two um and i've seen her in some other movies and i she's one of those people that i feel like she's so funny when she's just having a conversation like i don't think i've ever laughed so hard in my life as an interview that she had with david letterman i believe it was she went on one of you know his show late night, and it was just so funny, and yeah. she made him so uncomfortable. <laughs> she was just so like serious, and you know she I don't know she's just so great at having conversation, and it just seems to come so naturally. So yep. and that's I'd, like where really I, I think her in those. Sorry, I think that's where her humor is really strong. Um, I actually saw Table Nineteen with her last year. Oh yeah, and I I love that movie. I thought I thought particularly though she was super strong in it. In it. I did love seeing Craig Robinson and Lisa Kudrow as a couple in that movie because I <laughs> love both of them, and it was really cool like them seeing them on the big screen as a couple together. Um, I thought their scenes were really strong too. But uh, yeah, I generally think Kendrick is funny, and um, she does have this kind of natural organic quality to her humor, which I think is what I'm drawn to. Um, as far as it being a, a favorite performance, so. All right, that's my four. Uh, let's go to Corey's number four. Okay, my number four is Bernadette Peters as Marie from The Jerk. <laughs> wow. I love her so much in this movie, and I just think that she and Steve Martin are great together. And I think that maybe it was when we had, like, top music moments or something in movies that their duets 
was one of my favorite ones. But I love this movie. I didn't watch it until, I don't know, like maybe eight or ten years ago, Bill actually introduced this to me. Hmm. And I just think it's so hilarious. But I love her character in it. She's just beautiful and kind and she loves him the way that he is and she gets fed up when they get rich that's not the life she wants but i just i don't know she's just so funny in this movie i got i don't think i've ever seen the jerk um yeah it's a a lot of steve martin's comedies i've not seen like i haven't seen dirty rotten scoundrels or this oh man um I didn't even realize Bernadette Peters is in here. Uh, I'm most familiar with her from, uh, I think, the stage performance of Into the Woods that I had on tape as a kid. Um, I think she played the witch in that, if I'm not mistaken. I'm fairly confident. Uh, I don't know if I've seen anything else she's in. I, I'm very familiar with her from that. But, um, man, I I feel like I need to give... Oh, I guess she's an Annie, too, so I've seen that. But um been a long time since I've watched the original Annie. Oh, is I'm wondering. I haven't seen that since I was probably a kid. I'm wondering if she's the lady who works with for Mister Whatever Warbucks. What's his name? Daddy, Daddy Warbucks. Warbucks. Daddy Warbucks. Yeah. Either that, or she's the uh, the head of the or- orphanage. Maybe. It says Lily St. Regis, but Carol Burnett. I thought when they ran the order. Yeah. Time. Well, there you go. It's been a long time since I've seen Annie, but um, Bernadette Peters is a cool pick and a name that I'm familiar with, but. Again, I definitely have not seen a lot of her films, including the one you picked here, The Jerk. Um, watch it, it'll change your life. I need to add it to my it's, watch list. It, it will help you understand the plight of a... Po- no, I better not. <laughs> yeah, I know, that. I keep wanting to say that, and I'm like, oh, we'll get so much hate mail. I'm sorry. <laughs> it, like Blazing Saddles, could never be made today. And... I can't even tell you half the lines because they edited, and especially when it gets excited about getting a job, and that's about all I can say. I feel like Forrest. I feel like Forrest Gump. That's all about all I can say about that. Well, I'll add the jerk to my watch list, Um, listeners. If you agree or disagree, hit us up on social media and tell us what you think about Steve Martin's The Jerk. Am I a jerk for having not seen it? Um, (laughs) Let's. Uh, move to Mike's number three. Before I move to my number three pick, who does not fall into the type that I've mentioned a little bit earlier, <laughs> there's a more noticeable theme, I think, on the rest of the uh, selections, which kind of bothers me a bit. Um, I did look up Cat's Deli. Uh, it's in New York. It's a real place. They have the table marked oh. um, where Harry met Sally, where Harry met, when Harry met Sally was filmed. We hope you get what she ordered or something along those lines <laughs> as well as it's on East Houston Street so you missed your chance you could have gotten what she got because you were up there weren't you um yeah I was yeah I was I was just up there for Tribeca back in April yeah see it could have happened I wish I thought to, to tell you then I know so, I regret it horrible friend I, I don't know sometimes I fail you know, I can't be, and not everybody can be Big Gator, so. Uh, <laughs> all right, I'm going with someone that against my type, because I did mention earlier that I do have a type. Uh, from 2002, Parminder Nagra, I hope I've got the name right, and Bend It Like Beckham. I wanted to pick Kira Knightley, because that would have fit the theme, but I, the little bits, have you guys watched Bend It Like Beckham? No. <gasps> I don't like soccer. Uh, so? I mean, it's fine. 
does that mean are you beginning to tell me that you have excluded Shaolin soccer from your viewing as well I watched it because you suggested it last year actually um, and then I, I did like Lady Bu- Ladybugs, but that was because of uh, Jonathan Bendis, and I like Sidekicks, so I Oof, watched I watched um, Ladybugs. Okay, well this is infinitely better. Now I won't say it's like a slapstick comedy. It has bits of humor, and she just she's trying to fit in. She's an Indian girl who is not allowed to play soccer. Has been told not to, and kind of you know it's a coming of age kind of deal. And John oh, What's that? I said John Sold. I'm a big fan of coming of age movies, as mentioned. <laughs> and, you know, she's idolizing David Beckham. That's the whole thing, which actually, according to the trivia, one, uh, there's ser- several things in the plot point with a scarred leg that actually she has, and she was worried, Parminder Nago was worried about that, that would play, would make her lose the role. They included it in the film, oh. as well as how she got. Yeah, it's really neat. And. Uh, because the bend is not known outside of well our country no inside of our country because the rest of the world is familiar with soccer coming off of this world cup that just happened they seriously thought about uh, renaming it move it like mia as an allusion to mia ham who is a more popular player but the director wouldn't have it, which is the right thing that totally changes it because there's a pivotal scene in it with David Beckham and a quick cameo. And that doesn't give a whole lot away. Just the interactions and there's kind of not quite fish out of the water, but you get to see uh, it's not really a Bollywood movie either, but I don't know this interaction between both of them, Kira Knightley and Parmen Nagra works to belt really well together. I didn't realize how big of an age difference there's. They're supposed to be about the same age in the film. They're about ten years. Yeah, she's apart. Old. She's born seventy-five. Yeah. yeah, and Keira Knightley's in eighty-five. So I didn't realize that until way after. And I, I, I got to be honest. I think I remember seeing Permanent Nagra and ER. What do you mean? I can't remember now. My timelines. I'm getting uh, old too. ER started in two thousand three with her run at least. So. So that. then I must I, I must have watched ER and then the, oh she was in this film and it makes me it's one of those I wish I'd seen on the big screen it's not necessary for it but it's just yeah she it's a, hit hit the right notes for me it's got really positive reviews from what I'm seeing too and it's a movie um I I don't think I knew exactly what it was about I just knew it was about soccer and mm-hmm. I think I wrote it off immediately for that reason and now I'm like oh well there's clearly more substance here than I was expecting. Mhm. Oh um, yeah. So I definitely want to maybe revisit this. Um Corey, you haven't seen it either? No. Yeah, I I had no idea there was so much uh complexity to the storyline for this like with the character. Um mm-hmm. so I'm I'm yeah, that's far more compelling than I would have expected. Um, Jonathan Reese Myers is in this. Mm-hmm. He, he's a minimal role. Okay. And he's... he is a some sort of, you know how they have to have a male lead. Yeah. Somewhat of a love interest, but it is not, it's really minor. He plays the coach of the women's club, but not, it, he doesn't. Got it, got it. He's not a reason to not see the movie. No, I mean, he's in it very minimally. He's only got... He's really just... I don't know. I mean, I guess the character was needed, but now 
it's really about her kind of fitting in and also trying to keep it under wraps from her her mom and dad and then her sister knows there's a lot of stuff going on it's really kind of neat well that's um i'm having i'm kind of torn about my number three right now i i feel like my top three could be switched at any time which is always kind of the case um and i know uh, i'm fairly confident that this next actress was listed as an when we did our best actresses way back when i think she was higher up on my list but um i don't know i ended up putting her number three here so i'm going with uh, ellen page from juno um you know 2007 it's one of my favorite coming of age movies as Corey had mentioned i like these movies a lot you and have a type I, I but um ellen page is her very much i think like a live action daria in this movie for me um, maybe not to the extremity of Daria, but she's sarcastic and witty and, um, at the, the very least her friend, her friend, Daria's friend, um, Jane. Um, yes. Yeah. And I, I love so many moments in this movie, like even like little, little scenes like, um, Juno, there was some blue junk in my face. Did you throw up? In your face? <laughs> and then like the cut to her throwing up in the face and her just outright denying it. <laughs> no. Yeah. Like it's so... <laughs> Those little moments that wow. just kill me Is in this film. I think that they did a really good job with the whole cast, though. I love the person oh, who plays sure. her stepmom. I love her dad. I think they all work off of each other so well. Oh, yeah, the cast is fantastic. <sighs> but um, it is her movie. Like, it, everything Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I just love this performance. And I am debating. Maybe it should have been number one here, too, uh, because it is such a strong performance. But um, I ended up putting it number three. Um and I'm 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 having hesitations. Obviously, I almost moved it at last second, but I decided not to, uh, just because it is it is such a great performance, and I love this movie. This is my introduction to Jason Reitman and Diablo Cody. Obviously, this was Diablo Cody's first uh, screenplay too. But um, I've since seen all of uh, Diablo Cody's films, and uh, this is still my favorite. Although I think Tully is her best film. Um, I think Juno is a little easier to watch. Uh, over and over and over again where telly has got <laughs> tougher subject matter um, i think too though that it says something that it's i think that there are so many people that can identify with her even if we're not all pregnant teenagers yeah, you know yeah or in that hard situation i just think that she's such a she just resonates um i think she's great and sh- i'm hopping in this is also my number three. <laughs> oh, great yeah um i actually first saw her in hard candy but i didn't realize you know oh yeah that it was the same person i need to go back and watch hard candy again i just but watched it a I, couple years ago i like hard candy a lot and patrick wilson yeah. oh man yeah um i just i feel like also that it's been hard um i haven't watched a whole lot of her other films i watched i was it into the forest that we yep. talked about recently yep. and she was really good in that but and I've only seen her in two or three other things, and she was really good in Whip It, but there was yeah. just something about her as Juno that that's just... I know that it's not her, but that's... It's her, yeah. It's her. It's, I agree. She uh, she embodies this performance so easily and naturally. It's hard to separate them as a character and an actress. Um, I do think of them as the same. Uh, I think even I have probably have said, oh, Juno's in this. Like, knowing that it's Ellen Page, but just, like, associating her so strongly with this character. 
somewhere I still have my um, pregnancy test pin. Oh, there's a pin? <laughs> yeah, it's like a writing pin that I pre-ordered oh, Juno oh, at pin. work, and it's it's a pin. Yes, a writing pin. Pregnancy test bin, like pin. Pin? No, writing pin. But it's the pregnancy. It's shaped like a pregnancy test. That's hilarious. <laughs> yes, I, 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 and I love. Ah, I love the soundtrack too. Mm-hmm. I think it's so great. And Kimia Daw- Dawson, who does some of the music on it, was just in Boise the other day. But it was the same night that Death Cab for Cutie was playing. So I had to pick one. Yeah. Um, yeah, it did. Yeah, and I obviously I love her pairing with Michael Sarah here because I am a Michael Sarah fan. And um, Allison Janney, who easily. Um, while she's usually a supporting character in movies, she is one of my favorite comedic actresses now that I think about it. And I, I feel like she could have been on my list, even though I don't know that I've ever seen her in a true lead role. But like in this movie, she's hilarious um, as Bren, the stepmom. And then she's really good in I, Tanya as the mother. Um, and in The Way Way Back, she plays a neighbor who is hilarious. And uh, she, she definitely, they get some really, really solid... Um, funny moments together in this movie and of course jk simmons i just think is like he plays this dad role so perfectly but um yeah it all still comes back to juno and her interactions with people even um i didn't think you were that kind of girl and her saying i don't know what kind of girl i am like that's it's such a sincere line yet there's that edge of sarcasm in her voice you know there's that that snark that fire that she brings to it and i just i don't know i just find her so funny over and over and over again in this movie um so yeah that's my number three and Corey's number three um and i'm i'm curious if it ended up on mike's list or not uh but i will end your curiosity immediately it she did not make my list or my honorable mention as much as i love that film i love her performance i love yeah everything that you guys have mentioned um, I just had her as a sidekick, and I think that excluded her. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, sidekick in uh, Super uh, with Rain Wilson, mm-hmm, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, in my mind, I'm like, uh, I don't want to be too much of an Ellen Page fangirl. I mean, a Juno fangirl. Boy, <laughs> whatever. I feel like it deserves it. Yeah. I do. No, neither of us would be judging you. I'm not saying that, but we got we to gotta rotate the stock. Wait, you're, you're not wrong. Um, I don't watch a lot of comedies, guys. So this is I, what you get. I do, and I have a I have a pretty long list of honorable mentions, and I could have gone more um, now. And I've thought of like three or four since we've been talking. So like I could have, I could have had her off the list, but uh, it is a favorite. So I went ahead and felt comfortable putting it on there. Um, but let's go to Mike's number two then. Find out what else, uh, who else he has picked. Well, it's funny we mentioned. Uh, you know what? I can't help but have an attachment to this one because she has probably been a pick of mine for so many different things and it's not again slapstick comedy per se very dark comedy uh 1988's heathers and renona writer uh although any any of there's a couple other roles that would have fit too but i just one i i do fan uh, i'll be honest i'll fangirl and some of my students have seen it where i just forget what it you know and Winona Ryder, and she is actually naturally blonde, which again goes with, so there we are. Uh, a, another one of those films that could not be made today. And uh, going just through the the trivia, 
her agent begged her not to do this, that her career would be over. It wasn't. Other things brought it down. But yeah. thankfully, she's in Stranger <laughs> Things, so which I started binge-watching again the last couple of days. I've never not... Lo- I'm Honestly, going all the way back to Lucas, which was her first role, I've never not loved Winona Ryder. And mm. th- there it is. I will put that out there. Double and negative. I, Tricky. Yeah, it is. I will always love Winona Ryder. There we are. Winona forever. Interestingly enough, um, during our dinner this evening, I was watching... Uh, I, I periodically will just throw friends on um, on Netflix. And oh, was it, she on? Oh, yeah. It was yeah. the Ryder Ryder episode where her and Ray mm-hmm. uh, Ray. Ray um, it was that episode. So I'm watching it. And I'm like, Taylor, who's that? Because Taylor loves Heathers and also Stranger Things. She looked for a second and hesitated and was like, oh, is that is that Winona Ryder? And I was like, yep, that's Winona Ryder because Friends was so popular. They had tons and tons of cameos. Um, but... Uh, Heather's there's proof to your statement that it can't be made today because they did try a TV series that uh, was canceled quite quickly um, because man it was awful. oh yeah um, and this was I like, don't remember it it was within the last six months sir that's the thing this is not um, an old thing it, but, it, uh, to be honest I would probably disown it immediately because it doesn't need that it did not and it and the fans said so but there is a musical out right now though on Broadway if I'm not mistaken of Heather's um so it's it, it's still get in fact it's found its audience with today's youth though a lot of my students love this movie including my daughter um and it, it's it's a tough watch i actually showed a few scenes. oh yeah i didn't show the whole movie but i did show a few scenes from the film in reference to like the high school movie genre because this one kind of turns a lot of it on its head right it's it takes the uh the statement that i'm gonna kill you a bit more literally than most other mm-hmm. high school movies um and yeah, man, Why, definitely a great comedic performance here, um, and she she does comedy really well because she also plays it with an air of uh, like seriousness, I think, but it it comes off as just so so funny, um, particularly in Heather. So I think that's a really solid number two. And it's funny though because you just mentioned not using Ellen Page because you have to rotate the stock, and here is a person <laughs> that is on your list quite a bit. You. Well, my other person isn't as a Okay, okay. For what it's worth. You had to have at least and one. And Parminder Nagua has never been on my list. Very true, very true. All right, well, that leads to me, and um, I am excited. I actually, again, could have put this person as number one, um, and I, I think it's an actress that maybe people won't know by name, and that's a shame. Um, I'm going with Lake Bell, uh, <sighs> specifically for... I... A romantic comedy that I love and I don't think enough people have seen called Man Up with her and Simon Pegg. And you guys know I love my Simon Pegg, but um, <laughs> Man Up uh, says a single woman takes the place of a stranger's blind date, which leads her to finding the perfect boyfriend. And um, Lake Bell, uh, I first remember like being aware of who she was in a different rom-com where she was a sidekick character for What Happens in Vegas with Ashton Kutcher and Cameron Diaz. And she's Cameron Diaz's best friend, and uh, if you haven't seen that movie, it, it's it's funny. It's not great, but her and uh, Cameron Diaz and Ashton Kutcher get drunk and get married in in Vegas, and then they go through the rest of the movie trying to decide whether to stay married, get divorced, whatever. And um, I'm trying to remember what Lake Bell's character calls it, but she has this tactic um, where you punch the guy in the groin, but like you. you um, wait for him to open the door and sh- like 
so Cameron Diaz knocks on the door. The door gets open, and then uh, Lake Bell's character would be squatted down and punch him in the nuts. And then say, you know why. And it's just this funny, <laughs> funny, like, comedic performance from her that I'm like, who is this? I've never seen her before. Um, Man Up, I watched uh, because I heard about it on, I think, Doug Loves Movies. And, um, you know, I'm a fan of Simon Pegg, and I'm like, okay, well, Lake Bell is really good and, and what I've seen her in, so I'm going to give it a chance. I really, really loved this movie. Um, it was on Netflix for the longest time. Uh, she's she's a strong woman. Like, there's a lot of confidence. Um, she also wrote and directed uh, Inner World, which is a That's really... That's the one I want to watch. Super great performance there. Uh, I love that movie as well. And then she's she pops up in a bunch of other stuff. She was in the... Uh, she's a voice in The Secret Life of Pets. Um, I mean, she's... To me, she's one of the most funny talented actresses right now that a lot of people are still kind of unaware of and i think that's a shame so i wanted to uh put her high up on my list i could have easily put this performance at number one um i've only seen man up once but it was enough of a i love the performance so much that i sought out lake bell's other films so i've i've gone through a lot of her filmography because of her performance in this movie so i feel like it's deserving of a place on my list so well, That's my it's funny two. you mentioned that not a whole lot of people know her. I can go back all the way to 2005, and it didn't last long, but it was, I believe, on NBC, a series called Service Surface. Mm, yep. And that was my first memory of Lake Bell, and I know she's been in other stuff, but Innerworld's mm-hmm. the one I really wanted to watch. I guess this... Uh, let me I want to see that. It's really good. Yeah, she's bounced my... around a, f- a few things. Um what happens in Vegas was the first thing I distinctively remember seeing her in. Um, but man up, I was super into, I really enjoyed that movie and I, I highly recommend it. If I, I hope it's still on Netflix, but if not, um, that's one that I plan on, on purchasing at some point. If I haven't already, I, I may have because again, it's Lake Bell and Simon Pegg. Um, and man, it's just, there's some really great interactions. It, it is a rom-com. So there's going to be some tropey type stuff in it, but it's, it, it works in kind of the modern era. Um, the blind date aspect is actually a lot of fun, too, how that works out and whatnot. So um, that's my number two. Uh, Corey, we've heard your number two, which was? It is. Oh, my God. I lost it. Uh-oh. Sorry. Anna Faris says Shelly and House Bunny. That's it. And that leads us back to Mike. Mike, we're here for your number one, sir. What do you have? Okay. I feel like I've mentioned this, so... I may not be rotating the stock of the actress, but I'm going with it anyway. And I'm going with Daniel Close's graphic novel adaptation, um, Ghost World, from 2001. Oh, I love this movie. Enid. Nice. And her partner, her sidekick, which I had this moment, the epiphany. I'm like, how could I not have included uh, our one dude? Wang from Big Trouble in Little China as a sidekick, who's really more of a hero mm-hmm. than Jack Burton was. That I mean, it didn't occur to me until I rewatched the movie through. Um, Scarlett Johansson, uh, Steve Buscemi, uh, just I, I've yet to read the graphic novel. I know I will love it. I get I I don't know why I just not bought it because it is at a pretty reasonable price point and just <laughs> she um i just happened to catch another one and i don't remember it was a very young thora birch young elijah wood i'll have to look up the name and it's just so strange it's 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 a shame that 
really, I think, because of her parents' interference, they're very protective of their daughter, which I get that, but that really severely cut into her getting roles later on because they were pretty difficult to work with. Ah. And, um, yeah, she was an American beauty, but I think beyond that, uh, maybe I think it's The Hole with Kira Knightley, she and Kira Knightley. Um, but she has, and she's really great. I know she's might be working on other things, but this particular she's just some of the stuff she does, and it can't. There are parts that in order to keep it G rated, I can't repeat. But <laughs> um, when they visit the diner, and they just assign this poor guy who does bear a striking resemblance to Weird Al Yankovic, we're just going to call you Weird Al. We will, um, or procuring a cat woman. Yeah, mask. Mask and where they get it, which <sighs> there's a whole strange uh, between her and Steve Buscemi, which actually starts because there's a joke uh, from was it a Craigslist posting? Oh uh, well, I don't think Craigslist was Craigslist there, was yeah. around, so it's probably yeah. from a. Uh, it was a personals ads personals misconnection. That's probably what in my mind you know how that Craigslist had oh, that yeah, misconnection yeah. area, and I'm like, oh okay. And so it goes from there. If it, it's probably not that hard, I don't know how difficult this is to get because it's really worth watching. Oh, it's on Criterion Collection. Corey knows because she bought it last year, I believe, on Criterion. Yeah. Because um, I got her original DVD copy of the movie as a as a thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, I've only seen this once, but I really liked it when I saw it. I wish I had a uh, stronger memory of it. I've seen a lot of movies since I watched this, so I, I do need to revisit it. Um, but I did enjoy it. It definitely it pushes the, the comfort levels sometimes because she is supposed to be younger, and the whole Steve Buscemi connection is... is At least she is an adult, but true. totally agreed. Yeah. And, right, she graduated high school, but it's still a little... I mean, he's, like, old. He's, like, older than her father, right? I think so. Or at least he could be um, her father. Like, because Buscemi... I mean, to be fair, Buscemi looks pretty rough, even when you go back to his earlier stuff, right? Like, he's always looked kind of older. But uh, here <laughs> it's 2001, and she's, you know, in real life, she's 21 here, I think. Uh, or 19, I'm sorry. She's born in 82, same as me, so she's 19 or 20 and so yeah it's it's a huge difference in age so it made for some uncomfortable but purposely so um and but at the same time some very very funny scenes in that movie including the Catwoman mask that you mentioned like and them getting the mask in the first place but <laughs> i have the best pen of that okay, Enid wait. wearing the yes. is it pen or pen, pen? She has a pin. pin, another pin. I say the same time. I say it the same way. It's a pin, like a lapel pin. Yeah, see, that's what it's I thought like the a... pregnancy test was first, and then I realized you said pen, so that's why I'm clarifying now. I say them both the same. Guys, it's okay. A so lot of people do. A lot it's, of people do. It's fine. It's glittery and blue, and it's perfect. And I also have the graphic novel, and I haven't read it yet. Ah, so Mike doesn't have it, but hasn't read it. You have it, haven't read it. Um, I, I bought don't it own it a long time ago at the Sub Pop Airport store. Oh. Well, there you go. Um, Ghost World, uh, I think definitely a solid pick of a uh, film all of us have seen. Great. And I think, Mike, I think the oh. only movie on your list I have not seen is Bandit Like Beckham. Um, oh, so we both hmm. met our... Oh, yeah. Yeah. We both got We're our, both our goals. We're winners. Um, yes! I've seen four or five, and I think you saw... You're not counting Harry Met Sally, but I think you saw four or five as well, um, if mm -hmm. you count Harry Met Sally, but 
we both skipped at least like three. three. We, we got to get topics um, that you know I can go back to my obscurity. <laughs> like just nah. like torture films, and Mike's just like, oh, you know. Just... <laughs> oh God! Wow! All right, so we're talking. <laughs> These about are movies that Corey and John never um, seen. Funny role in that particular gore fest. Well, let's move on to my number one. I'm curious if I'm going to end up overlapping with Corey. It's possible the same actress, but different <laughs> movies, too. Um, but I went with Kristen Wiig. Um, and specifically, I went with her role from Bridesmaids. Uh, I, I just, because of Bridesmaids, I will see pretty much anything Kristen Wiig is attached to. Um, because I, I love her in this movie so, so much. And honestly... There are so many good, funny female performances in Bridesmaids. This is directed by Paul Feig. I mentioned him earlier. Um, and uh, co-written with Kristen Wiig and Annie um, Momolo. Uh, I I just... There's so many scenes in this film. When she gets drunk, when she gets mad at the uh, the bridal shower and like tears up the cookie. But it's, it's not just her, to be fair. It's always her interactions with the other characters. Her and Maya Rudolph have some amazing scenes. Her and Chris O'Dowd have some excellent scenes that just crack me up uh even her and john ham like how she like deals with him um her talking crap to rose Byrne. but probably my favorite scene in bridesmaids is uh with her um is the drunk on the airplane because i just love her trying to get on first class <laughs> uh-huh. and her trying to hide from the guy um the, her singing the song i just love that whole interaction on the airplane so much um it made me where I, if Kristen Wiig's attached to a film, even if it's not a comedy, I go in with high hopes because I like her so much. Um, and generally I find her to be funny. Like that was what shocked me about the, the Ghostbusters film. Um, I didn't feel like her or Melissa McCarthy really got to do anything super funny in those films. Um, I thought, I thought Kate McKinnon was really good in Ghostbusters and I thought Leslie, um, oop, I forget her name. Leslie... Ah, I forgot Oof. Leslie's last name, but um, I thought they were really strong, and they were the lesser known to me because I don't watch current iterations of Saturday Night Live, and both of them are on um, the the modern Saturday Night Live, and I haven't seen that show in years. Um, but Kristen Wiig and, and McCarthy, I thought, didn't really shine in Ghostbusters, which is one of the things I was really disappointed with. I actually thought Chris Hemsworth was the star of that movie uh, as far as comedic performances go. Um, but <laughs> Bridesmaids, uh, despite having so much competition, because you have um, Aaron from The Office as a character, um, and then uh, I always forget the actress's name. I think it's Wendy McLendon, um, who is v- almost always so funny. She's one of the other Bridesmaids. And then McCarthy, which is this was the first time I was aware of Melissa McCarthy. And I really like her in this movie. I like her less and less uh, the more films I see. Um, with her in them partly just i don't like the way she gets to do comedy and i also um it's just this improv thing but wig always works for me um you know she does some really great dramatic performances i've not seen mcgruber but i hear mcgruber is really 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 funny um i i couldn't believe that i've heard that by so many different film people uh that mcgruber is one of the best comedies in the last 10 years and it just shocks me um, I still, what? I know, dude. Wow. I, I, and I mean, I've not watched it, so I'm just being, I'm judging the book by its cover. Yeah, and if but... you were to look at, like, the Metascore and everything, it's really low, but I've heard from people that I look up to as, like, with film knowledge and things like that, just praise McGruber, and I'm like, I, I need to give this movie a go, and she's in it. She plays the, uh, 
like his sidekick, his assistant or whatever. I don't know what her official title is in the movie, but um, I remember the ske- the sketches on Saturday Night Live, and I always thought they were kind of funny, but they were parodying a show that was already like 15 years off the air. Like <laughs> you're making fun of MacGyver now. Like okay, um, but yeah. And then they resurrected it. <laughs> and they did resurrect MacGyver, which I don't think it's it's I don't think it's still on though. But um, but yeah, that's my number one. Uh, Kristen Wiig. And I know, Corey, you're a huge fan. That's why I said we might overlap here, but... We do! Um, (laughs) So, I... She is definitely... She's probably my favorite comedic actress. Um, I love her so much as Annie and Bridesmaids. And she is so great. But I particularly love her meltdown in the story story that i've already talked about before where she's going off on like a 12 or 13 year old oh my god you're right that's i can't good i can't like handle it like it's so funny um and but like i love her and welcome to me and i talk about that movie to everyone and it's i i think it's just left uh netflix guys but that's one that i like went and i rented it and i was like holy heck i love this movie and then i just went back the next day or you know a couple days later and bought it i love her so much in skeleton twins but not not a comedic performance there i wouldn't say it's but some of it's pretty funny true very true but she's definitely yeah more dramatic she shows her uh acting chops she's very very talented Yes, I I just love her so much. But as far as like comedic, it definitely has to be as Annie and Bridesmaids. Yeah, that's the thing. I I find her really good in a bunch of movies, but this is I think kind of the standout as a oh man I forgot she's in the ti- Diary of a Teenage Girl again. Yeah, not, not a funny performance at all in that one, but she's she's so excellent. Um, but yeah, to all parents, I salute you. Um, there was another movie that oh sorry. Uh, don't. Is it Girl Most Likely, the one that I'm thinking of? Most Likely. So. I, uh, Annette Benning, Matt Dillon's in it. Yeah, I I thought she was really good in this movie. Um, movies doesn't have a good score, but I, I really enjoyed her performance. But uh, Bridesmaids is clearly like the standout um, in her filmography as far as um, she just crushes. I mean, that movie is on a lot of people's like top comedies of the last 10 years, and... Um, I know I've rewatched this movie a dozen, dozen times with my wife, and of course we haven't mentioned because I don't feel like she's the standout in the poops, the poop and puke sequence. Um, but you know, because there's, I think Maya Rudolph pooping in the wedding dress in the middle of the road probably wins uh, for that moment. But um, man, the I forgot about the jewelry scene until you mentioned it. That scene is hilarious when she. It's one of the best scenes in any, yeah. <laughs> movie ever i like the cake cake bit but again i haven't watched this all the way through oh um only bits and pieces so one day i'll get to it yeah it's really good Um, uh, chris o'dowd which leads me back to i I know you guys love it and i need to watch it chris you need to watch so good get shorty the tv series yeah yes yeah i saw a uh, commercial for it i think the next season's about to start yeah yeah mm, so it's I was very hesitant because they deviated from the original Get Shorty, but it works so well. Um, you know, um, Corey, you were talking about telling everybody about... Which one was it? Welcome to Me. Welcome to Me. I bet you Big Gator would love Welcome to Me. He would love to hear <laughs> you talk about it. Yeah, we got his what? number. Uh, Big Gator is our, our guy from the movie today. He had a, 
Please uh, stop. Customized football jersey. <laughs> Please stop. She says, oh, that is, that is like opening the floodgates and saying, go on. Well, folks, that is our top five. Corey and I both have Kristen Wiig from Bridesmaids as our number one. Uh, we overlapped twice this time, Corey. And, uh, In the same? Yeah. No. Oh. One and three. No, I'm sorry. I'm wrong. We overlapped three times. Ellen yeah, because we had... Anna Ferris and Kristen Wiig, yeah, wow. But our one and number threes were the same. Yeah, that is that's very rarely ever happens. Um, before we wrap up completely, we're gonna go through some honorable mentions. So, Mike, do you have anybody you wanted to throw out there? I do. I've got to get back to my screen. I have several honorable mentions. I have one particular person who we just talked about who fits the type and would have been on the list. But anyway, um, I picked uh, Reese Witherspoon in. Legally Blonde slash Election, but probably more Legally Blonde. That's my first honorable mention. I still need to watch that. Which one? Legally Blonde? Hilarious. Yeah. Why didn't I think yeah. about that? I, I really debated it, but I, I dropped her down to the B team. I feel, like Russell. She was What's that? To, I feel like she was made to play Elle Woods. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. she like Alicia Silverstone. Definitely. Yeah, agree uh, with sure. That. Definitely. I believe they're doing a third one uh, with her Oof. in the role. With her in the role. Oh. Maybe she's teaching law school now. That could that could work. Oh my gosh, uh, Carrie Russell and Waitress, which is not overall. Mm. I, I dropped her down because it's not really overall a comedic performance. Yeah. Although there are moments for sure, and I am very 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 jealous. One of my students got to see the musical. Oh yeah, <sighs> yeah yeah yeah. I'm just so jealous. They had no uh, idea, uh, you know, the where it came from. So I'm like, you got to watch this because I really loved it. Uh, Parker Posey and Dazed and Confused because I do yes. love my Parker Posey. Sandra Bullock and Miss Congeniality. Oh, just the fish out of water deal with her as an FBI agent and trying to you know go undercover as a pageant uh, person comp- competitor. Uh, Renee Zellweger and Bridget Jones Diary, but only that one. I don't know that I really got into the rest one. And my last pick because I, I usually only do five, but uh, <laughs> Saoirse Ronan and uh, Lady Bird. I have that yes. one as well. Um, for my honorable mentions, um, I'm going to start with Robin Weigert for a film that neither of you have seen, but Corey has spoken to the director of, uh, Tom E. Brown. We did an episode with back oh, a few months ago. Um, his film Pushing Dead, which is available Hi, now on VOD. Um, I love Robin Weigert in this movie so much that I was almost put her in my top five because I had never heard of her before, and I was so blown away by that performance that I was, like, looking her up while I was watching the movie, which I usually don't do, but I was so like, who is this? She is great. Oh. Um, and so I really want to recommend that. Um, if you haven't seen Pushing Dead, which most people have not, unfortunately, um, because it did not get a wide release, but it is out now on iTunes and Amazon, I believe. So um, then I'm going to go through real quick. Uh, Haley Steinfeld, The Edge of Seventeen, uh, Saoirse Ronan, Oof, Lady Bird, yeah. um, Audrey Tateau, and Amelie. Because she is so freaking funny in that movie, but oh. um, Melissa McCarthy in Spy uh, is, I think, her best movie. Um, I went with Sandra Bullock as well, Mike, but I went with The Proposal because I am a sucker for Ryan Reynolds. Um, and I didn't see that one. Uh, Jane Lynch in, in Role Models. Now, that's a supporting role, but I think her scenes are the funniest. Um, Paul Rudd in her and uh, Sean William Scott have some of the best interactions. Um, I can't say one of the, my favorite scene because it, it involves a curse word, but it's so funny. Um, I w- also, I didn't realize how funny I think Anne Hathaway is um, until I saw Ocean's 8 this year. But uh, she is so funny in Ocean's 8. 
Um, I also really liked her in Colossal, although that leans more towards drama, especially the second half of that movie. But um, Catherine Hahn, who often is a supporting uh, character in movies, but she's almost always hilarious. Um, she's, I think, the funniest part of Bad Moms, and she's one of my favorite parts of Step Brothers. Um, I just think she's super funny. Leslie Mann, um, I'm a big fan of her in Blockers from this year, but also... Uh, this is 40 and Big Daddy. And again, Leslie Mann often gets supporting roles, but I always find her to be quite funny. And then we we mentioned here, Emma Stone, um, Zombieland, Easy A, The Rocker, House Bunny. She is yeah. really, really funny um, consistently in all of those. I think Easy A is her standout. Uh, it's definitely her lead performance. Um, but yeah, and I kind of feel like she could have uh, been on my top five instead of maybe Anna Kendrick or something. But I'm happy with my list. And I am happy to just to get to mention those people. Sorry, Corey, if I stole anything. Go ahead. What's your honorable mention? I also have Emma Stone and Easy A. I have Amy Sedaris as Jerry Blank in the Strangers with Candy prequel movie. Oh. I, I already mentioned Brittany Murphy as Ty and Clueless. And I have Shirley MacLaine as Weeza and Steel Magnolias. Ah, nice. A little old school on that one. I like that. Um, yeah. I almost went. I just watched Some Like It Hot for the first time with Marilyn Monroe. And oh. I was really impressed with uh, her in that film. Um, she doesn't get as much of the comedy. It's, it kind of falls more on Jack Lemmon's shoulders. But um, I really, really like that movie a lot. And that was my first Marilyn Monroe movie. So, um, All right, folks. That is our top five. We are clearly we're kind of leaning towards modern uh, actresses, I noticed, for the most part. Although, Corey had Bernadette Peters on there. So that's yours. Yours had a little more um, age on there. And I, I guess uh, Meg Ryan as well. Though Meg Ryan lasted a little longer into the 90s, I think, um, with her comedic roles. Uh, but um, nobody said Julia Roberts, I just noticed, and I almost put her down as I was thinking mention. of her from um, Pretty Woman. Yeah, Pretty Woman would be, I think, her her best comedic performance. Uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I, to be honest, that's her more classic one. I, I debated My Best Friend's Wedding, but I think Cameron Diaz better. Oh, I, I love that movie, I saw it in theater. Yeah. Yeah, and so did um, I. what was the Larry Crown? Right, was the Tom Hanks movie? That she yes, did? I thought she was pretty funny. Yeah, I like that one pretty good too. Yeah, so I mean, she's she's in stuff, but for some reason, I I do think of her more in dramatic bit, uh, dramatic roles than I do think of her comedically. Um, but she is she's charming, so she's got a, a a sense of comedy about her. But we obviously probably left off tons and tons of great performances. We'd love to hear who they are, so you can email us at contact at burkreviews.com or hit us up on social media i am at burke reviews cory at cory r star two r's on the end mike at server monkey which i'm going to switch to an all uh big gator contents uh, format soon here yes um and soon mike <laughs> will be uh tweeting as john uh, as john is it john i feel like i'm saying it wrong jack 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 burton sorry oh my god i am my brain is toast um Anyways, you folks, should avoid that Wawa coffee, man. Yeah, apparently Wawa it's coffee got makes just me uh, What? Um, <laughs> Mr. Okay, Man. Travis. Uh, but <laughs> in the meantime, um, keep uh, you can read my reviews at burkreviews.com. Uh, please subscribe to the podcast if you like what we're doing. Share it. Tell your friends about us. Give us a rating on iTunes. It helps other listeners find us. Uh, we're so grateful for every week. Um, we'll be back in a couple weeks with another top five list. Until then, keep watching movies. Mm-hmm.